Hello and welcome to the Perfect Gentleman podcast. This is week four and I am Zach Falconer-Barfield, co-founder and first gentleman of The Perfect Gentleman and beside me is... James Marwood. How are you, Zach? Good to speak to you again. Good to speak to you again too, sir. It's week four now. Good gosh. No, these are cracking through and we still haven't been kicked off the internet. This is no, great. No, no, I see no uh, pitchforks and, and torches on the horizon, so we seem to be okay. For now, at least. For now, at least. You know, next month we'll we'll know more. <laughs> Indeed. And so this is a, a shorter episode today. It's one of our short episodes today. Yes, yes, a little bit, a little bit different. Uh, um, every month we are going to review a couple of things. Uh, sometimes yes. classics, sometimes current, uh, and it could be anything. So uh, we ask for your suggestions as well for things for us to review Uh, it could be a book it could be a a movie it could be a a art gallery it could be an opera it could be a piece of music anything we don't care that's kind of the thing the whole thing about this is is a broad aspect of the gentleman indeed our cultural gentleman section you can get a hold of us by inquiries at theperfectgentleman.tv or across our social media channels facebook instagram twitter you can find out more at theperfectgentleman.tv so let's crack on with our cultural gentleman side indeed so what i wanted to uh, to bring up is is, is a it's a museum um, a, L- a london museum and it, it's a great favourite of mine. I know you, I know you like it as well. It's the uh, the Wallace Collection in London. Oh, I love this place. It's such a magnificent a magnificent museum. So, for those who who don't know it, it's in Manchester Square, just behind Salfords in London, and it's in a big old house, a Hartford House, and it's a private museum. It's free to enter. Um, they do ask for donation, and if you, if if you can spare it, a few pounds in the in the little. Uh, collection as you go in is, is welcome but it is one of the best museums in london and it's a bit of a hidden gem especially just behind oxford street and probably one of the busiest streets in the world you've got this lovely pretty square and at the back end of the square this this house with the, with the museum in it and the wallace is famous for all sorts of, of things it's got the laughing cavalier which is a painting quite a lot of people know uh, hal's laughing cavalier um that's there it's got a number of, of famous artworks. It's got a great collection of, of ceramics and one of the best collections in the world of um, classical French furniture. It's up there in the, in the top 10. But the reason I love it and the thing that, that I go to every single time I'm in, I'm in that part of London, I've got time to spare, is it has this wonderful collection of arms and armour. It, it's unusual in that it has quite a lot of Indian and Persian arms and armour especially that Indo-Persian classical armour is beautiful and ornate and and decorative um, and fantastically well made. And there's lots of interesting information there about it. It has a fantastic collection of 16th and 17th century uh, armour, full suits of armour, harness, as it's called. What I really love about it is this huge, varied collection of swords, and spears and knives and and for somebody who's interested in martial arts like like me or history as i am a total history geek it just has so much there to see um from such a widespread of history i i I love the wallace james it is it is as you say a hidden gem it is my favorite place in london as a museum i weirdly kind of grew up around there my uh, family had a restaurant just off baker street so it used to be my bolt hole when I was a teenager and I wanted to escape um, because 
it was le- even less popular than it is now. It's quite it's getting popular now, but um, but when I was a teenager, no one knew it. Uh, no one knew where it was. No one knew what it was. Um, and I used to just go in there and sit down because they have chairs um, in various different rooms and just sit there and soak up the ambience. Look at a picture or a painting or a or a piece of armour for a half an hour, 45 minutes, and just get calm. Not only is it a, a beautiful museum, it's a beautiful building. They've restored it phenomenally well recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and I totally agree with you. It's just a stunning, stunning building and a stunning collection of different things. I think what, what's really exciting about it is you can go there as a lover of art and see uh, Canalettos and the Laughing Cavalier and, and great, beautiful paintings you can go for the wonderful ceramics, you can go for the fantastic arms and armour, you can just look at the amazing furniture and decor of the building. And it, it has some some things that are quite fun, like there are there are the, the, the chainmail underpants <laughs> yes. or, or, or chain chainmail chainmail briefs that are that, that are there which are quite are quite fun. Or there's a collection of tiny little uh, miniature portraits mm. that are in glass cabinets with, with protective leather covers over that you have to peel back these heavy leather leather covers to to look at the at, at the art underneath. And it's fantastic. I I love it. You're right, it is becoming more popular. They have more and more events on on now and they have some some really good events with historical martial artists and with, with craftspeople. Uh Toby Capwell was um I want to say the new curator there. I think actually he's been there for probably about four years now, so he's not he's not new anymore. He's new in museum terms. You are certainly new in museum terms. Yes, compared to the compared to the to, to the arms and armor, there he's, he's he's very new. But he's 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 a great guy. He knows so much, um, and you can actually catch him as well. That there are some YouTube videos he's done with with uh, Matt Easton of, of Scholar Gladiatoria talking about items from the from the from the collection. Um, really worth going if you if you're in london it's easy to get to as i say it's just behind selfridges so it's uh, the central jubilee line bond street tube or it's the number 13 or the number 139 bus uh wigmore street and orchard street is the is the corner you want but it's you know if, if you can go and spend hours there you can go and spend you know half an hour 45 minutes but it's just fantastic i love that place no it's it's, it's one of those great places i keep going back to over and over and over again in fact you've inspired me i might nip out i might nip out during my tea break and grab grab a little view of the wallace collection good idea Elliot Rhodes is the foremost belt brand that seeks to make people see belts in a whole new way and to show them that a great belt is imperative to dressing with style and individuality. With four stores, three in London and one in Japan, Elliot Rhodes belts are bespoke and innovative. They create beautiful luxury leather belts and buckles in a wide variety of colours and textures and styles. They suit all tastes. Check them out at elliotrhodes.com. So, uh, it's my review time um and i've gone for a, uh, another classic for our first cultural podcast we were going to review a current project but we'll have to review that next time um but uh um we're going for another classic i'm going for the movie the thin man oh splendid with uh william powell and myrna Loy. and the reason i'm going for this movie is not only is it a, a classic uh 30s black and white movie which is a detective comedy. It's its influence on hundreds of other movies and TV shows over the ensuing decades. The Thin Man was a a book originally uh, by Dashiell Hammett, the great detective uh, author. 
uh, and it got optioned, as many books do, into movies in Hollywood in the heyday in the 30s, the golden era of Hollywood. Um, and it was made into a, a movie with uh, these two great characters of the time, the two great actors of the time, uh, William Powell and uh, the actress Myrna Loy. And what was so spectacular about it was their chemistry. Their chemistry together was genius. They riffed off each other. Their jokes and their timing was perfect. Their chemistry together on screen was wonderful. And they made what's originally The Thin Man is quite a serious and dark novel into a light-hearted, very amusing detective comedy movie. So successful was this uh, movie that it spawned five further sequels. Four, four or five further sequels, which is phenomenal for this time. I mean, they didn't tend to do that in, in the movie industry unless it was a, a brand like Sherlock Holmes or Biggles. They didn't do this kind of thing. But their chemistry was so strong and their success was so good that Myrna Loy and William, William Powell uh, made a number of movies, uh, A Thin Man after The Thin Man, and we go on. Um, but there's some great lines in it. It's well worth picking up. You can pick it up a, as a DVD very cheaply from a number of different stores, you know, a couple of quid, and it will give you uh, a good uh, almost two hours of, of amusement and joy. I'm not going to spoil the movie at all, but what's interesting is that combination of screen chemistry and character and their wit and their banter and the uh, relationship that they had on screen launched a thousand TV shows and movies. Off the top of my head... I can list Heart to Heart, Scarecrow and Mrs. King, recently Castle, uh, Forever, um, X-Files. All of these shows have that core fundamental relationship of a, a, a couple and their wit and their banter. It is a fantastic film. Um, I say we're not, not going to give any spoilers for it, but it is well worth a watch. And it's... It's interesting if you're into the the technique behind storytelling and and films and TV, you can see all of the 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 principles that were that were brought out in the Thin Man, continuing on in all those other shows that 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 Zach's mentioned. It, it's it's a lot of fun. Oh, it is great, and and that I mean, I remember when uh, uh, I first discovered it many years ago as a movie, and I just I was just in hysterics. It was just so witty and yep. so clever and. And all that sort of stuff. And then when someone mentioned to me that, you know, Heart to Heart, that great classic television show of the <laughs> yes, yes. 70s and 80s. We both um, have a soft spot for that as well. Uh, yes. We do, we do, for the lovely Stephanie Powers um, uh, uh, and the very charming Robert Wagner. Yes. Um, but that show was based on The Thin Man. They actually said, this is based on The Thin Man. We wanted a Thin Man show like that. And I was like, oh, okay. And I fell in love with that TV show because of, uh, because of that connotation. But that wit and that banter is what makes it, and, the, and you can see it now. There's a number of modern TV oh, shows. Yeah, I mean, I've been I've been enjoying the the X Files reboot, um, and 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 that's had a you know such a long and, and, and convoluted set of stories building up to to, to, to this latest season. Um, but at its core, that relationship between Mulder and Scully, it's a little bit darker, it's a little bit more serious now than it was, but it's it's the same lessons learned from that original from that original film. 
Oh, absolutely, and and look at um, there's a the TV show Castle um, yep. with Nathan Fillion and Stanley Katic. I mean, what's interesting is the roles are reversed. So the 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 lady Stanley Katic is the cop and the straight man, yes. and Rick Castle, played by Nathan Fillion, is the is the comedic uh, drinking guy that that gets into trouble. Um, and that's the, the, so the roles are reversed, but the banter and the wit and the relationship are the fundamental parts of that. Um, and that's what's so lovely about it. That's good. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I must admit, I haven't watched The Thin Man for a little while. I'm going to. I'll have to cue, cue that one up. Yes. Well, why didn't you out there tell us what you think? If you were in uh, the UK or coming to London, do visit the Wallace Collection. Uh, and if you have opportunity, go purchase on DVD, or if you can download it, uh, watch The Thin Man with Myrna Loy and William Powell, um, and let us know what you think. So drop us an email at inquiries at theperfectgentleman.tv, or uh, send us a message over our social media channels, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, you can find out more details of those on www.theperfectgentleman.tv. Splendid. Born in the backshop of a Colombian leather craftsman, matured on the Pan American Highway, perfected on a pub's damp table in Savile Row, Monsieur London is the result of travel. It led its two creators from Anchorage to Oshaya on the 19,000 mile long journey. They ended up in London to settle the project born from a choice to lead a lifestyle with higher standards and expectations. A brand for the 21st century cosmopolitan man. As a result of this approach, the online retail shop MonsieurLondon.com was launched in October 2012. Since then, they have met many pop-up shops in Paris and London and opened with business partners La Gassionnière, a 250 square metres men lifestyle concept store in Paris. Their brand offers elegant accessories made with traditional know-how for a fair price. They make their customers pay for the quality, not for the branding and marketing. Their French, Italian and English workshops fabricate outstanding products created with their sense of traditional know-how and their passion for style. These accessories reflect the technical excellence of their makers. They offer bespoke options on many of their products, including gloves, bags, and belts. Check them out at MissYourLondon.com. So what next, Zach? Where are we moving on to? James, it's over to you. Okay. A gentleman not only needs to be well-dressed needs to have uh, a good mind, uh, be a well-rounded romantic individual, he needs to take care of himself too. So, is our little sporting gentleman section. One of the things that we talk about when we, when we do the Perfect Gentleman events and where we, we've done these web shows and things in the past is we talk quite a lot about, about self-defence and about the fact that a, a gentleman is both gentle and a man and he needs to be able to defend himself and his loved ones as part of that. But before we get into any of the detail on that, and we'll get into to the weeds a little bit probably in some later podcasts, we need to think about what are the the real things that we're looking to to defend against. What are the real problems that we're looking to to solve? And there's a there's a simple rule that was taught to me early on, which is that strategy is better than tactics, which is better than technique, which is better than than kit, than tools. You know, the first thing we want to work out is, is our strategy. And in order to have a good strategy, we know what we're wanting to avoid. So what are the major problems that men face? Not just men, but, but primarily the main causes of death for, for men in developed countries, heart disease, cancer, lung disease, and diabetes. All the health ones. All the health ones. You know, very few people have problems with violence on a regular basis and certainly life-threatening problems with violence you're much much more likely to die of heart disease or cancer 
if you're a young man in your late teens to, to early 30s, then you're more likely to die either through car accidents or in some parts of the world through gun violence or through, or through gunshot. However, hidden within that, the majority of those, of those gun deaths are self-inflicted. They're not somebody else shooting you. Now, those are risks that we need to manage. Violence is a, is, is, is a factor. Crime is a factor. But if we're looking at a strategy to improve our how long we're going to live and how happily we're going to live, we need to think about these things first of all. We need to think about physical health and about mental health and about how we, how we build ourselves into the sort of person that can live well. Uh, Mark Ripto, who's a, a famous strength and conditioning coach, has a fantastic course and book and series of gyms called Starting Strength. Um, he has a quote that that is simply, you know, strong people are harder to kill. That's it. You know, if, if you <laughs> I like that. Yeah, if you're strong, if you're healthy, if you're fit, you're going to live longer and probably be happier for it. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that you've got to run ultra marathons or lift huge amounts of iron or become a bodybuilder, spend all day in the gym. It just means that you need to take a bit of care and have a strategy for becoming a little bit more active. You know, most of us could do with being a little more active. Take the stairs from time to time, park a little bit further away from the from the store, from the office and, 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 and walk. Get off the train on the bus or stop early and, and walk a bit. Just do some things to to raise your heart level a little bit and burn off a few of those a few of those calories. It also has the added advantage of dealing with with stress really well. Your mild mild to moderate exercise, 30 minutes a day, is, is one of the best treatments for both stress and mild depression. I did some work at a quite famous uh, teaching hospital in London a few years ago, and I was talking to one of their senior clinicians about treatments that they couldn't prescribe, and, and where we were looking at putting systems in place to track treatments. Um, and he said the thing that he wished most of his patients did, and he was dealing with people with quite severe depression and other related health issues, said what he wished most of these people were able to do was just go for a walk, because that would have as much effect, he said, as many of the drugs you could prescribe or many of the, the traditional talking therapies. Once you've got that in place, once you've got some uh, a, a good level of fitness and you've, you're, you're active and you're alert and you're making your body into a useful tool, then you can start to think about what are we going to do to be to be safe? And we can talk later about about martial arts, about self-defense training, about those sorts of things. But the number one part, the first key to defense against all the problem life throws at you is be fit and enjoy your life. So, James, thank you very much. I love that. And I and, uh, absolutely agree with it. We forget that just getting outside and getting some air and looking at the world and, and walking, what amazes me and, and I get frustrated about this, to be honest, is that, um, you know, I like walking along the street and not having the distractions of the modern world. And I refer to those as the mobile phone. I like looking, uh, looking up, looking at the architecture, feeling the, the, the weather and, and just in, and looking at people yes. and having that moment when I go out for a walk. And I, 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 I live in London very lucky to live in London, and I walk most of London. I, I, unless I'm really uh, late for stuff or I'm, I'm tight deadlines, I tend to walk around London. 
um, people forget how actually London's not that big. No, <laughs> you know, no. the centre of London's not that big. The, the greater outskirts of London are massive. Yes. Um, but if you want to get from A to B, sometimes it's just wise just to take a little walk and have a look around and you might discover a nice restaurant or a coffee shop or, but you'll see people and you'll see other things going on and that engagement with the outside world and the real world is is so good for our, our mental and, and spiritual well-being. Absolutely. And and one of the things that we often stop doing as we get as we get older and we get tied up in, in, in work and 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 relationships and things like that is we often just stop um, enjoying the games that we often play. So simple things like like playing football, playing rugby, cricket, something like that. It, my father had quite a bad heart attack a few years ago. He just recovered from that and he had some problems with cancer and COPD and various health illnesses. And he was really struggling to build any sort of active lifestyle. And what he started doing now is cycling. And he's got a group of guys who who are all of a similar age who take a nice leisurely bike ride and they'll they'll cycle for a few miles and then stop and have a coffee and they'll cycle for a few miles and maybe go to the pub and they'll they'll cycle for a bit more. It's not strenuous exercise, it's not a sweaty workout, he's not racing or anything like that. But he's built an enjoyable activity that gets him active as part of his life. You know, I, have, I have other friends who wouldn't dream of ever going to the gym, but they'd never miss their one to week football. No, absolutely. And I think it's what, what works for you is what's key. And it's getting out, getting motivated, getting exercised. You know, it's getting that fitness into your life. I mean, yes, we're exponents of, of martial arts mm-hmm. for, for various different reasons. Yes. Because that's kind of what we believe in the ideal of the warrior poet. That's sort of different. I mean, just at the basic level is get out, get some exercise, get some interaction with the outside world and get some re- interaction with people. I mean, that's whether it. it's a gym, and you meet people at the gym or you get a running class or I mean some doesn't matter there's just that interaction either with other people or the outside world or both something that gets your heart pumping your breath your, you know as you feel your breath in, in your lungs gets the blood flowing gets the lymph moving um, it's going to do so much for your quality of life if you're not fit and you're not healthy your ability to defend yourself from all sorts of things is severely degraded so first key to defence is be active, but have a useful body. Absolutely. And, and I think we'll talk more about the useful mind in sections in the podcasts to come because yes. uh, uh, it's a big thing for us, uh, using your brain and thought and Absolutely. how we think about ourselves. Absolutely. But, uh, thank you, James. That was wonderful. Thank you. So, James, uh, that wraps up for our fourth podcast. It's the last one of March. What are we going to do? Well, we'll just have to move on and do another one. I think that's a wise idea, sir. I think that's a very wise idea. Indeed. I look forward to it. Zach, it's been an absolute pleasure, as always. Love speaking to you. Love speaking to you too. And then we're four in. We're getting professional. I, th- I, th- I think we're just going to continue going onwards and upwards. Oh, yes, absolutely. And do let us know if you've watched or, or going to the Wallace Collection. Um, if you want any more information about that, it's in the uh, monthly magazine, yep. which you can download from theperfectgentleman.tv. Or you can watch us on our YouTube channel or via Periscope. So you get to see us as well as uh, hear us. Not that you always want to do that. Or you read the magazine or catch up with us at theperfectgentleman.tv or on our social media channels. James, a pleasure as always. Thank you very much. Take care, my friend. Goodbye. See you soon. Bye-bye. This podcast is brought to you by The Perfect Gentleman Group Limited and was edited by Andy Nichol at the Pistachio Palace.